order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your actually, host. Actually, thank you for joining us for an episode of Misunderstanding the Law Radio. Oh, that's like That's a, my new parody very of nice. Understanding the Law Radio. Now, do you want to know what we're going to be talking about today? Please tell me. It's parody law. Parody. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a great segue That was there? a great segue. Misunderstanding the law It was radio? a great segue. Yeah. I still, I, I am Peter Lamont, and you still are Brendan. I'm still Brendan. A parody of Brendan. No, you, well, <laughs> that depends. Uh, no, this is going to be a good episode, so... Um, so I I think we should just get started here. You do it, do I it. Think we you're you're in charge here. You've cut me off already. So this is, just well, listen. This this case is very upsetting. You're upset. Okay. This is a, this is kind of a, a serious serious matter about parody law. It's a, it's a recent court case. It is deeply disturbing. Oh man. This will shake you to your core. Hold on. Let me sit down. <sighs> so there was a a I think we talked about it in the past, right? Did we? What are we What are we talking about? Uh, the Jack Daniels thing. Wait, so, yes, so, we okay. have. All right, so so wait, wait. Do you want me to give some context? No, no, I can give the context. There Do is it. there's a a series of dog toys. It is aimed to parody the Jack Daniels brand. You know Jack Daniels, right? We don't need to give context on that. It's the it's the alcoholic beverages. Jack Daniels. Are, so, are you kidding me? Yes, we know what Jack Daniels is. <laughs> so and, and yes, these dog I did toys talk are about this. Bad spaniels. Well, they're squeaky toys. Yes. And instead of saying old number seven, it says the old number two on your Tennessee carpet. So Which is funny. These are, well, it is very, very funny. And I did talk about this. I think I did it on an episode that you were not here. Oh, depressing. Because the, the issue was the lawsuit Great. that has uh, that had been filed by Jack Daniels against the manufacturer of the squeaky toys. The whole mm-hmm. thing is that the bottle looks like a Jack Daniels bottle, and then it's got that funny parody stuff on it. Who do you think is in the right here? Do you think Jack Daniels is correct that Bad Spaniels number two on your floor is evil and stealing the concept well, from look, them? Well, here, look, here's the or thing. Do you thi- well, do you think it's a parody? Because I'll tell you, I think it's obviously a parody. Of course. But tell us, who did the court rule? Who did the court side with? All right, so so the way that you look at infringement when it comes to a parody is that there's a there's a legal test that they look at to see if it if it truly is a parody. And I read through some of the transcript of the hearings, and it was humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought for sure that the court was going to say that it is a parody and that it will not constitute any sort of infringement. But to my surprise, yeah. To my surprise, the court found in favor of Jack Daniels. Now, either everybody was wasted out of their mind on Jack Daniels, or Jack Daniels <laughs> was, you know, had more influence. I, I don't know. I, I'm actually very surprised at this because I look at this thing. I've seen them side by side, and I, I don't know how anyone could think that Jack Daniels was somehow authorizing the use of this dog toy well it's funny you say that because during the proceedings uh justice elena kagan i think i pronounced that right held up the chewy toy bottle demonstrating just how much it looked like a whiskey bottle miming it as a whiskey bottle which made the those in attendance erupt in laughter did she squeak it i don't know if she squeaked it 
because I'm pretty sure that a Jack Daniels bottle in real life does not squeak. But it is a parody. It is a joke. It is a dog toy. We're looking at it right now as we speak on this picture, and there's a dog on the front, and it's clearly not the same color, and it's the same shape, that's for sure, but... And, like, obviously the uh, logo is the same, but I think it's it's rather obvious that it's a parody. It is, but you know what? I think what they ultimately did is they said, look, if this was a parody, then fine. But this was a knockoff mm-hmm. for commercial use of a product that was was really so substantially similar in its concept and shape that it was deemed to be infringing. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I mean, you can you can carve these exceptions, which is what the courts often do into anything. Um, but you know, what is it? It's it's the Jack the uh, uh, they concluded that the company was selling its product by using the Jack Daniels trademark. Right, which could lead consumers to think Jack Daniels authorized or endorsed it. Right, that was the thing. It's it's likelihood of confusion, and the argument is that it looked so substantially similar to a Jack right. Daniels bottle that a consumer could be misled to believing that it was somehow yeah. authorized. Now, I I just again, I have a hard time with this one because it's a joke. It's it's fun. And will it have an impact on what other people can can produce, can can put out there? I mean, that's like, uh, you know, look, if you make a, I have a dog. Yeah. Dog has a squeaky toy. Yeah. Looks like a soda can. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a Pepsi can. It does. But is that infringing on Pepsi's trademark well i think the argument here is that it probably would because it's selling the toy using the brand what what are you talking about my dog's toy yeah yeah i'm I'm saying that based on this information the ruling here that the uh bad spaniels was selling the product by using the brand and the logo i think that that would that would warrant that to be called um, copyright infringement. I, I, it's trademark, but I doubt it because yeah. I think that the argument would be this is a generic can that looks similar to Pepsi, but it's not mm-hmm. called, you know, um, uh, Lixi or anything like that. It's just a generic squeaky toy that looks like a can that has a similar, um, well, I mean, if it had any, any identifiable brand markings or, you know, similar patterns, then I'd yeah. say yes. I, I, I still have a problem with this one. I mean, I think that really what did Bad Spaniels in is the use of the wording, you know, Bad Spaniels mm-hmm. and the logo, and it looked like Jack Daniels, Bad Spaniels. But still, I, I would not go to the store and look at this thing and say, oh, look at Jack Daniels made a toy. Right. It's Bad Spaniels. Yeah. Even if it, even if they did, it doesn't really hurt their brand image. They claim they didn't want to be associated with poop because the bottle said that 100% right. dog poop. Right. Well, I mean, look, when you overindulge in Jack Daniels and you're standing over the porcelain throne vomiting, you know, your Jack Daniels up. Oh, yeah. Don't don't be associated with dog poop. Right. I, I don't I, I don't get it. I mean, look, I actually like Jack Daniels. I, I, 
I like it. I think it's a, a good product. I've been a fan, and um, I occasionally will drink Jack Daniels and say to myself, "Man, this is pretty good, right?" Yeah. But I, 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 I just don't see it. I don't know. I think that you know, you, you, we talked in the last episode about AI stealing uh, creativity. I kind of feel like this ruling steals creativity because I don't know that I would be that confused. I just wouldn't look at this and say, wow, this is a Jack Daniels authorized yeah. product. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, the court's uh, smarter than I am, and this is what they ruled, but I disagree. So I'm reading a lot that it has to do with the trademark use. So there was a specific incident brought up, and this is interesting. So an expert said, a law professor said that an example of a parody product that could still receive First Amendment protection, even after this ruling, is a shirt that says Chick-fil Hate. Because the shirt is using a name similar to Chick-fil-A, but it's 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 conveying a message about Chick-fil-A, number one. And number two, it's not using Chick-fil Hate as a trademark. And so this person said that if the shirt were to have on the tag the words Chick-fil Hate as a trademark, then there would be a problem because you're using the Chick-fil-A brand as your own trademark to sell your products. Right. And so that's I that's I think what the argument is, the fact that this was bar or bad spaniels like the company. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it is very interesting. I still disagree. Yeah. Like I said, they can carve exceptions out and and they always do for things. So if the argument's gonna be that Bad Spaniels was was a trademarked brand and you were using the Jack Daniels look, feel, and sound to to create your own trademarked brand. I mean, I understand the the logic behind the argument, but I think that it was sometimes I feel like the courts will will stretch to carve out exceptions for certain things. And I hate to say this, but I mean, Jack Daniels is a far more powerful company than Bad Spaniels. So it's a David and Goliath, and who do we think is going to win? And, you know, while I would have liked to have, have, have seen this be allowed, because, again, I, I think that it really um, it, it impacts a company's creativity. I mean, how many squeaky toys can be made? Yeah. Right? And how many dog companies can make unique squeaky toys? And now if we can't parody things. Now you're saying the squeaky toy market is going to go through a catastrophe? Ruined, and you know they've what? They've destroyed the more, industry? More importantly, do you know how upset the dogs are going to be? Oh, I, they're, they're all up in arms. Right? They are so upset. Yeah. Now this actually reminds me of something. Something very interesting. And it's a story... From a very long time ago. The old, old days of 2009. Oh, so, long time ago. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was doing last week. Do you know the North Face? The company, the clothing company? Yeah, of course. North yeah, Face? Yeah. So, in 2009, there was a Missouri teenager named Jimmy Winkleman. And Jimmy was upset because his classmates had a sheep-like following of the North Face apparel line. Yes. And so he set out to create his own apparel line where North Face says, never stop exploring. The South Butt <laughs> says, never stop relaxing. And so it was a parody. He made it essentially the North Face logo. Well, actually, actually, this is quite funny. So you know the North Face logo, right? Yeah. It's those two 
uh, like arcs kind of that go down almost they said to simulate like a mountain or something right. i don't know right and then well, it says north face yes well this is the south face logo i'm showing you in person it's the same thing as the north face but facing the other way and described as butt cheeks supposed to be well it looks like one butt cheek well, yeah but same font same same look, font just same upside it's down. clearly a, a parody right and so <laughs> jimmy said it was a complete joke until Suddenly, the North Face sends him a cease and desist letter. How they found him, he doesn't know. What, how, how this even came on, he didn't know. But immediately after it brought, got brought to uh, media attention, his stock, all of his, uh, his, his shirts and clothing sold out immediately. Wow. Immediately. He completely sold out. Uh, his lawyer, who it says here is friends with his father and did it all for like a bottle of beer or something. Bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, he, he looked at the letter and he said it wasn't a big deal. So ultimately, this this huge story ended with them settling out of court, which the whole thing is fascinating, right? Because it's a clear parody, and obviously this didn't go to court, but it's it's funny because it reminds me of this where someone used the same similar logo, the same font, Almost in, in again, as this recent ruling said, they used the trademark to sell their product. Yeah, but see, I, I really feel like this is different because I feel like like the North Face thing was maybe a parody, but it was it was nearly identical. You want to talk about the likelihood of confusion? If I look fast at that, I could be confused. Sure. Right. So that to me, like, all right, I get that. I get it. I mean, you are taking the North Face product and you are turning it around, making it look slightly different, but you got to look close. And and so I get that. I get that. I don't yeah. get the Jack Daniels thing. But the other question here is, um, you know, you're going to create a brand out of somebody else's brand i mean of course they're going to complain right Look, exactly i remember when i was in college i had this friend who had a wrestling company and he would do these promotions um for sometimes for charity and 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 you know sometimes just for fun and he would put posters around the school you know, WWF at the time, World Wrestling Federation, mm -hmm. right? And so he'd have a parody of the characters, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and whatever, but but he, he used their names, okay? So I went to a smaller college, um, and we'd have these events, and it was fun, and somehow, somehow, and this goes back to the point where the North Face guy or the South Face guy couldn't figure out how he got, you know, turned in. Yeah. Um, and, and 2009, certainly back before Instagram and, and, and things like that really took off. But yeah. my guy somehow, and, and, and let's just for, for reference, this is before, way before 2009, way before, um, he got found out and somebody reported him or, or somehow somebody from the WWF found out and they sent him a cease and desist letter. And then he had to stop. And they were looking to, to recoup all the money that he had made uh, using their trademarks and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. 
I don't know how they find him out. And and you want to know something? As long as we're talking about finding people out, there has been this place that has bothered me for years. Oh no. Yeah. I I, I know where you're going with this. It is a Why dog after them? grooming place. And on the dog grooming place's window, they have an entire scene <sighs> drawn out of Charlie Brown and, and Snoopy. How come? How come? The Nobody. Place, the place is even named Snoopy something something. Snoopy dog cleaning or something, right? Yeah. How is it? How is it that they don't get found out? That's a good question. I'm sure we've mentioned these places on the podcast before, but... There are just two diners, and they just so both happen to be diners. Oh, yeah. One of them... <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. One of them is called the Gotham Diner. And I have nothing against the Gotham Diner, except for the fact that it's so clearly a ripoff of Batman. I like the Gotham Diner. Now, now here... Well, yeah, here's the thing. I might be incorrect about this, but if I recall correctly, the Gotham Diner used to be way more Batman-influenced. I remember there was a point in time where they had Batman-shaped chicken nuggets. No, yes, I don't definitely. remember that. I remember that. You, you no are way. incorrect about that. I am sure. How do you have Batman-shaped chicken nuggets? I remember it. Like it Is it was, shaped like a bat? I, like the symbol, like the logo. I, I don't remember I that. I promise you that's true. Regardless, regardless. That, that's that's 100,000% true. I don't remember this. No, no, it's definitely true. But regardless, I remember they had actual Batman stuff. Like, the character was on the menu, if I recall correctly. Now it's more of a generic thing, but still, if you go in there and look around, it's clearly Batman-inspired. And I don't know how they've been able to stay in business. Well, it's also called the Gotham City Diner, and it's not located in Gotham City. So. That's interesting. Yeah. But is Gotham City trademarked? I don't know. I don't know that either. That's a good question. But... Also, there's an uh, there's a diner near me where the entire diner is just decked out in copyrighted characters. Yeah, yes, like, like I know the what you're whole about. thing. The windows are painted with yep. Mickey Mouse. It's it's really good. It looks good, but the whole thing is you know all these characters, yeah. and I think that's relatively funny. It is funny. So so yeah, I mean, some places are able to get away with it. Moral of the story is you know try and be as sneaky as possible with it, and maybe you'll get away with it. Yeah, that is not the moral of the story. <laughs> There's actually an interesting thing that I read about, and I feel like bringing it up here. Do it. Okay, I was planning on it. <laughs> so, do you know who Jeff Koons is? I don't know. Who's Jeff Koons? Jeff Koons is a sculptor. I definitely don't know any and sculptors. And in 1988, you don't know any sculptors? Nope. No. In 1988, he unveiled his Banality series to gallery audiences in three locations around the world. The exhibitions consisted of porcelain and wooden sculptures based on photographs and other archetypal objects. So a lot of these sculptures were of famous art pieces brought to life. And a lot of them were of characters. Odie from Garfield, the Pink Panther, and... This guy was, you know, literally creating sculptures based off of things that existing. So there were a number of lawsuits that stemmed from them. And the first one was filed in 1989 when artist photographer Art Rogers sued for Coons uh, having a sculpture of his photograph puppies, which showed a man and a woman clutching eight dogs. Coons defense was that his transformation from a two-dimensional image to a three-dimensional image was completed with the intention to parody, which doesn't really make sense because no. it's just 
the same thing in 3D. Right. It doesn't really make sense at all. Right. Coons and his lawyer argue that the artist believed the mass production of commodities and media images has caused a deterioration in the quality of society. And this artistic tradition of which he is a member proposes through incorporating these images into works of art to comment critically on both the incorporated object and the political and economic system that created it. Which I what? guess they were just hoping to say that and have everybody so confused. Yeah. That they're like, yeah, probably. That makes sense. Oh, well, the, of course. That, that's oh, yes, why. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> So it did not amount to a sound legal defense. Uh, <laughs> the court disagreed with the artist's line of argument, pointing to the fact that the copied work must be an object of the parody, otherwise there would be no need to conjure up the original work. The court noted that if the point was to parody society broadly, Coons did not need to use copy... Yeah. Coons, Coons did not need to copy Roger's work specifically. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's really fascinating. This is a clear distinction between... Yeah. Bad spaniels, in my yeah. opinion, clear. Well, he, <laughs> well, it, he lost the other lawsuit, which was against his piece "Wild Boy and Puppy," which clearly reproduced Odie. Wild and, Boy and Puppy. Yeah, the court relied heavily on the precedent set in his previous case that I just talked about. Oh, so this guy's a winner. He was also sued over <laughs> the reproduction of the Pink Panther, although it was settled out of court. Was it a Blue Panther? Uh, no, no, it was I, actually I think pink. It was the Pink Panther. <laughs> now this is this is fascinating. I didn't actually get to this part. I'm just reading this now. Even recently, Coons hasn't escaped the lawsuits because in 2014, as part of a retrospective, it has prompted fresh litigation. Upon arrival of the artist's retrospective in France, Coons was served with two lawsuits: one over his piece, something in French I can't pronounce, and another over the sculpture entitled "Naked." which the court found in favor of the estate of John Franco Barre, the deceased French photographer who had taken the photo that Coons based naked on. So this guy just took a whole bunch of pictures, made a whole bunch of sculptures off of them, and said, oh, I was parodying them. And the court destroyed him every time. And, and then continues to do it without any regard for the fact that he's already lost. Well, I think it was because those were old pieces of his brought back. Gotcha. So that's really fascinating, honestly. Um, right? I mean, it's interesting because now I'm thinking about that stupid dog toy. What? <laughs> I, I clearly, really... It's the image of Jack Daniels. It's the dog. It's not, but it's not the image. It's a bottle that is shaped similarly. I really... I don't know. I really have a hard time with this one, but yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it, w one thing I, I do want to bring up. Do you remember the comic or cartoon Mad? Yeah. That is all the time doing that, right? Like, I could imagine bark, uh, bad spaniels with 100% poop on the side being yeah. in that. And that well, would what about What about Spaceballs? Oh, well, yeah, of course. What about Hardware Wars? Do you know about Hardware Wars? I do know about Hardware yeah. Wars. Those seem more like straight up jokes, though. I mean, to be fair, Spaceballs was saying something about Star Wars. Yes, and you know the frequent yes. jokes about the money and whatever. You know, buy the buy the Spaceballs, the toilet paper. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get Mark, it. I get Bar the bad Spaniels is just using Jack Daniels' name to sell products is what the argument is. I think. Yes, they were using something so substantially similar. So, I mean, I, I guess, yeah. would it have been the same if they had used the same shape bottle 
but then changed the logo and, you know, called it something different? Would it? Right. Or even change the shape of the bottle. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they were clearly trying to mimic Jack Daniels. Yeah, of in course. One way or another, you know, of so. course. So, yeah, I mean, I don't I know. Now that you've said it that way, though, now I'm like kind of reconsidering what I've been thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I won you over. You might have. They sold it by using the brand identity. You might have. Ah, now I'm torn. This is fascinating. This is my my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> Parody law. Yeah, that's that's what has blown our minds today. Blown our minds, and you know what? It's 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 interesting. It really is, and I think that we're gonna you know explore some some of. We should do we should do a parody lawsuit episode where not we didn't just do one. Well, this is more in depth now because like my my gears are grinding and yeah. I'm thinking about things. Yeah, we should do. I like when we do the like the 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 top five or ten or whatever. We should look up some of the parody ones and do an episode about about that and tie it in with this. Yeah, you just have to remember watchmojo.com, that popular YouTube channel, sued us for our top ten uh, podcasts, and we won by claiming it was a parody of theirs. I don't get that. It's tying to what we just talked about. I don't get it. You don't remember you know, that popular YouTube channel? They do the top 10 videos? No. What? What are you talking about? The, I just make it up a stupid joke. I didn't get it. Okay. Well, I'm maybe sorry. Someone maybe someone. It. <laughs> it's, a, it's the popular YouTube. Okay. Now, it's the popular YouTube channel who makes top 10 videos. I said, how do I figure out a funny way to end this? So, the top 10 channel. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm claiming it sued us for our top ten videos, and I claimed, oh, we won because of it's a parody. Like the, oh, I like get the it. Thing we oh God, I get it. Well, maybe somebody found it funny. Yeah, maybe somebody. <laughs> maybe this is the last time I try to make a joke on this show. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you like this episode, let us know. If you didn't like this, please don't let us know. And we will see <laughs> you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.